Today I have someone on the show that I've never met or talked to in real life. His name is Chad from Jiggly Pig Comics and I'm really excited about getting to know this guy a little bit better. Join us on today's episode. Hi Chad, how you doing man? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for uh, coming on the show, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me. Looking yeah, man. Well, it's good to hear your voice because <laughs> we've never talked before. No, we haven't actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I was looking around your Instagram to see if I could see pictures of you, and I don't. I think the pictures I saw was you, but I don't remember ever meeting you before. So it's cool. Yeah, I try not to put pictures of me up. I think comics are more interesting for people in my line of work. So, Yeah, well, before we get into too far here, let me just explain why we're doing this. So, um, of course, you follow uh, Mud Sharks on Instagram. And uh, not too long ago, we were looking for some coffee beans. Yep. So we started chatting on there. And yeah, I just kind of was really interested in what you do. I kind of, you know, checked out your comic book page. And um, it's an industry I know nothing about, but I think it's super interesting. So... Yeah, I reached out to you and thought uh, if you wanted to be on the show, it'd be a chance for us to meet and get to know one each other better. Yeah, I appreciate that. We, uh, in normal times, my wife and I frequent mud sharks quite a bit, so we're we're missing that right now. But if I if I remember get correct, back to normal one of these days. If I remember correctly from your um, Instagram, it's not your wife; it's your hot wife. Is that right? <laughs> Absolutely. There's no question who got the looks between the two of us. <laughs> I thought that was funny when I read that. That was cool. Okay, so why don't before we get into comic books, why don't we just chat a little bit about uh, your kind of background? You know, have you always been in the Comox Valley? Where did you grow up? How did you get here? Things like that. Yeah, actually, I grew up in uh, Southern Ontario. Just a small town called uh, north of Toronto called Owen Sound. And my family moved out here when I was 17 to the West Coast. They moved to Souk. I, uh, I stayed back in Ontario for a few years and moved out when I was 20. And uh, I settled in Victoria. And uh, I was there for 25 years. And my wife and I moved up to the Comox Valley two years ago. Um, yeah, so I went to school in Victoria and uh, kind of was in the accounting end of things. And somehow here I am living in this beautiful valley and selling comic books. <laughs> um, I always uh, find it yeah, we, uh, So it's a bit of an, it's been an interesting Yeah, journey. I'm always interested to see, like, I mean, you were fairly close. But, like, how did you guys, you know, two years ago, you're sitting in Victoria, probably three years ago, you're sitting in Victoria. And what kind of sparked the move and why did you choose uh, this place? Well, it's been an, it's it's been an interesting journey. Um, I was always a comic book fan growing up. Always collected, always had them, and I kind of gave it up in high school and post secondary education. Just didn't have the money for it, and um, I always vowed I'd get back into it when I became an adult and had a real job. And a friend of mine uh, in the early '90s, I used to hang out with in Victoria. He was a huge comic guy, so I would go with him to Curious Comics in Victoria all the time and just I had money for it but I was just I couldn't wait to get back into it 
And so once I got working, uh, my real job in the mid 90s, uh, I got back into it pretty hard and heavy. And uh, it was actually interesting. Um, I don't know, it was about 2002, I think. I bought something off of eBay off a guy who happened to run uh, local shows around Victoria. And he asked me if I wanted to go. So I just thought, I thought, why not? Just like as a hobby, just to meet some other comic people. And by that time, my own collection had gotten quite large. And we had a small house in Victoria. So uh, it was kind of a means for me to call my own collection a bit. And uh, over the years, things snowballed. I got to the point where I was working my old job full-time and working comics full-time. And eventually, I just kind of had to make a decision, like, which one was I going to do? And it, for me, it was actually a really easy decision. I remember the exact moment when I uh, kind of came to that realization as well. So it's kind of funny. And I never thought I'd be here, but uh, here we are. But how did you... Um... So how did you get to Comics Valley then? What, what made you leave Victoria? Well, uh, my parents moved up about 10 years ago. They, they were in Souk. And my sister and her family kind of moved up a couple of years after that. So we came up a lot to visit and kind of, you know, we just kind of learned about the valley. And we, uh, like, we loved it. We fell in love with it. Um, I think early on we knew we wanted to move up here, but we just didn't know when. We actually bought our, our property uh, about four years ago, and we had no idea when we would move up. We knew it might be in a year or five years, but we didn't know. But we, we bought it because uh, real estate prices were still fairly reasonable then. And uh, yeah, we ended up making the move two years ago, and here we are, and uh, we love it. We just. Um, we haven't regretted it for a second. Yeah, so you're fairly fresh. Like I'm actually here four years That's myself, great. so you're not too far behind me. Um, Chad, I'm wondering if you could move into a spot yep. where yep. you got your Wi-Fi a bit better. You're kind of chopping in and out a little bit. I'm not sure. It sounds like Wi-Fi issue, but um, yeah. Yeah, it could be. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So maybe it's yeah, it's it okay. If it's not, it's okay. It just kind of every once in a while, it sounds like you've got uh, auto-tune or something <laughs> on your voice. Yeah, okay. But the sound oh, is perfect, enough. though. You're coming through really clear. Just uh, the, the signal must be a little bit off. Um, so, yeah, Duff Creek is a great spot. I got some friends that live up that okay. way. And um, so I know that area very, very well. Ridden my bike through there many times as well. Um, so, yeah, you guys are in a fantastic spot. Not too yep. far from town, but secluded enough that you can have the quietness out there. Yeah, we, uh, we actually have the Wildwood Trails right at the end of our driveway, so we take our dog out every morning, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's a good beautiful spot. out here. Got lucky, we got some acreage. So. Good spot to yeah, be quarantined, nice. that's for sure, right? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, we're not feeling <laughs> All right, well, right let's now, talk so. a bit more about comics. I don't really, <laughs> I think, first of all, before we get into that, I think you've done the best thing ever. So. One of my biggest life mentors is a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him, but very successful businessman out of New York, um, nope. like bazillionaire. Okay. Um, anyways, one of the things he's always preaching is that people, like people in life, have to stop hating their jobs, stop living life, looking forward to Friday and the weekend to come, and to really chase after their passions and yep. do a business based on their passion. And sometimes, of course, because a lot of people have a hard time just jumping full into that 
you know, he does recommend you do your regular job and then you do this as a side hustle and eventually you move into the side hustle as your full-time job yeah. and that's exactly what you've done. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. We, uh, I mean, both my wife and I worked in finance, so we were reasonably good with money, I guess. And uh, as my comic gig started getting busier and crazier and, you know, I mean, there's no question we took a pay cut when we quit our jobs, but we were looking more at uh, kind of a lifestyle choice more than anything. And we make enough to pay our bills and, you know, get the lights on and all that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, it was a very slow, uh, very organic plan. It just kind of happened. It, it wasn't really a plan. Like, it just, uh, yeah, over a period of years, it just kind of happened. I mean, that sounds kind of a flimsy cop-out answer, but that's, that's exactly what happened. So, and here we are and, and loving it. So. Yeah, and that's so true. Like, the one thing I think a lot of people have a yeah. hard time getting their head around is it is so, like, making $100,000 a year and hating, hating life is is so much worse than making thirty thousand dollars a year and just loving what you do you know no it's true it's i mean that's completely our philosophy we would just rather do this and have more time for exercise and hanging out with our families and, and just things like that all the things that people can never find time to do all the things that people want to do and yet they just can't seem to i mean and current days i'm sure people are you know staying home and doing family things now a bit more but, um but really like, like a high paying stressful job is not worth it i mean i have so many people that come to me that say i want to do what you're doing and i mean i don't even have any advice for how to do it it just happened i mean i, I was lucky i have a passion that it's uh it, it pays some money and it just I mean, it's even like pandemic proof right now. I mean, we've kind of switched most of our, well, all of our business online and it's, it's going better than expected. So, um, I mean, historically we've done kind of the convention circuit and it seems to be working out better than before. So, I mean, that's looking, trying to look at the glasses half full right now. And that's, that's, you know, it's worked out quite well. So. Yeah, I really think um, one of the things guaranteed to come out of this, you know, situation with COVID is that there's going to be a lot more people doing like what you did. They are going to realize that, you know, lifestyle is so much more important than work and going after their passions. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that can't do this. I mean, they're just not uh, in a position or they don't sell a product that is suitable for going online but we're just very fortunate in that ours is I mean there's a lot I mean they're not getting out right now and they still need their fix I mean it's kind of a human condition right it's uh, we're very lucky product and they're they're going for it in drove I mean we love conventions I, I absolutely love the face-to-face -face interaction um, I've met so many people through through shows and whatnot, but uh, I mean, if this is what we have to do going forward, then so be it. That's just adapt or die, right? So that's right. Okay, so let's talk about comics. So I mean, I'm sure people realize that you know comics are a big collector's item, and that's kind of probably what you're dealing with. You're not just selling random comics. I'm assuming they're mostly uh, 
collector's ones. Is there certain varieties of comics you carry or do you carry like all types of comics? You know, I try, particularly when I'm at a show, um, I've always tried to have everything. Genre, every kind of, something for every, I mean, there are families that come up that just want to, for their, their kid, or, I mean, there's collectors that want that thousand dollar book, or, and be people that want old horror magazines or graphic novels. I mean, I try and just carry everything. I mean, my current inventory right now is well in excess of a hundred thousand comics and graphic novels. And at the moment, I mean, the cheaper stuff is not, I mean, not putting mine, but uh, just trying to put up things I think people will like and things that are popular. Or, um, I mean, like last summer, for example, we, we did the Comox, uh, the Courtney downtown market. I just took $2 comics and people loved it. It was very, uh, I guess, stuff and set up a booth and it was, uh, it was, I mean, vibrant comic community. So, but right now, I guess more expensive stuff online and just, uh, and almost inexhaustible right now. So it's, it's enough to keep going for a while. So speaking of expensive comics, what's the most expensive comic you have and which one is it and what's it worth? <laughs> uh, I have a copy of a comic called Amazing Fantasy 15. Uh, it's professionally graded by a company called CGC and uh, it's the first appearance of Spider-Man. And uh, it's currently sitting in our safety deposit box and it's probably worth $50,000 to $50,000. And I mean, I don't really have anything else like that. I just, I got lucky with that one and bought it quite a long time ago, actually. So, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's our rainy day fund, I guess, is a good way to put it. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, so that one's not for sale or yeah. is that one that if somebody was coming along and was interested, you'd sell it? <laughs> well, the, the best way to put that is everything has a price, but I am not actively selling it. No. Okay. Um, you probably saw my Instagram post from the other day. Uh, I remember trying to sell it uh, about eight years ago, and I was trying to sell it for twelve thousand at the time, which was uh, quite a bit higher than its current market value. So I'm a I'm actually glad I did not sell, and I still have it. So it's no, it's that's still really here. cool. It's <laughs> nice to have something like that. Um, speaking of that guy I mentioned before, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's yeah, he's sure. big into uh, sports cards and tr and trading, and he's yeah he's got some serious uh, money tied up into into like mostly basketball and some baseball and and those kind of cards. Yep. Yeah, there's some. I mean, I don't know the card market super well, but there are some some of the early ones. Uh, yeah, they just go for fantastic prices. It's crazy. Yeah. So what is like? Okay, first of all, you your your site's called Jigglypig Comics, which that name just kind of rolls off your tongue so nicely. Um, how did you? What is it? What does Jigglypig mean, or is it just <laughs> a name you came up with? You know, it's actually a wife, or uh, sorry, it's a name that my wife came up with on the spur of the moment. It's just, we were, years ago, we were just trying to bandy about a name, and it just kind of came up. And uh, a friend of my sister's, who's a graphic designer, she designed the logo in about five minutes. And I 
yeah since then it's just i know it's ridiculous i uh i have my company logo tattooed on my back half <laughs> so if i'm in a lineup at a store and i if i hear people laughing behind me i know exactly what they're laughing at so that's really cool it's typically the logo yeah i <laughs> <laughs> hope so hey <laughs> yeah 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 and okay you said you had to make a major shift so like you instead of going out to some of these comic book conventions and places where people can firsthand see the comics have you like increased the amount of online presence you have now or what is your what does your shift look like and how is it helping yeah we've uh, we've done a, a major shift right now uh, as just right at the outset of the whole uh, the whole covid situation we realized that the convention circuit was going to be dead for the foreseeable future so we have been spending our time putting as much product online as possible on uh, my ebay store and uh, basically our days are spent packing up sales and putting up as much product as possible we just we don't have any other outlets at the moment um, the conventions are always great for moving a lot of stuff um, but we just don't i i can't see that being available for a year minimum mm-hmm. so right now we are just going th- going through our inventory and and getting it up for sale as fast as possible it's just we don't i mean it's it's basically our only means of income at the moment so and it's and it's gone as i said earlier uh, quite a bit better than i thought so it's it's going quite well yeah that's really good to hear it's been a good shift it is nice to hear um and then what are you doing outside of comics right now with your free time? You guys, you said you're going for walks with your dog and what other kind of things are you doing in the Valley while, while you're kind of on lockdown? Well, one of the things we miss uh, more than anything is our gym. Um, we both go to uh, Wild and United, which isn't far from you guys. And that was one of our daily things. Uh, every morning we'd go but we have a pretty good workout routine set up at home. And uh, yeah, so we're doing that. And literally our days are spent uh, packing up sales, uh, listing. Uh, we see our nephews a lot, my sister. Um, they're, they're self-isolating as we are. So we kind of made the decision early on that we would uh, integrate. So they're both into sports as am I. So we have a lot of shared passions there um trying to see our parents they're both local at a distance of course but um yeah i don't know i mean our day-to-day hasn't actually changed a lot it's uh, i mean we're fairly in the dove creek area we're fairly isolated anyways and we kind of um just kind of do our thing around the house at work and um working on the house and yeah, I, I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> Our days are full and it's really quick. We're not, we don't seem to be doing a lot, but it's, uh, yeah, we're keeping, keeping really busy though, which is good. But we, um, yeah, I miss getting out in the community and going to Mud Sharks and just going to the gym. I miss the people at the gym. And, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an adjustment for sure. But it's, uh, I think it's less of an adjustment for us than others because we, we have this great property and we're right by the trail system out here. And so we're, we're out doing that a lot. 
Yeah, that's good to hear. Now, with only being here for a couple yeah. of years, um, you're still probably like me, still getting to know like all the great stuff around here and what's available and all the nice nature trails and stuff. But yeah. what are some of your favorite things you've discovered in the valley so far since we got here? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, love going down to Goose Pit. That's a great spot down there. Um, even the beaches, uh, Kai Bay, going down there. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's such a beautiful area. Even the drive from Courtney to Campbell River on the old highway. I mean, we love doing that. But it's just, I mean, I just find this is the perfect place to live. It's, it's busy enough. So there's lots going on, but it's also small. And it's, I mean, the community is, is very tight knit. And there's, I don't know, we just love it. I remember the first time we actually came up to visit my folks when they moved up here we were in a lineup at a coffee shop and somebody turned around and just started talking to us we just thought that was bizarre but it's something to want it like we we've been in victoria for so long you know that kind of uptight city mentality where people keep their heads down and don't talk to each other it's absolutely true you come up here everybody talks to you we love it i mean it's it's been such a nice change that way but it's just, I don't know, I just love this community. It's great. And we, uh, you know, we don't regret moving here at all. Like, I, I wish we'd moved up here 20 years ago, but um, circumstances were different. And uh, we're just glad to be here, right, honestly. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of how I feel, too. Like, I was just telling somebody on the last podcast I did that, like, I grew up in a fairly big city. And when I was younger, I thought I'd never want to live somewhere in a small city. And kind of regretted ever having to you know be in that situation but over time and just some of my life changes and everything yep. now i could never imagine living in a place anything bigger than this like this is about as big as i want to ever get oh i i 100 agree i i can't fathom going back to a bigger city i mean we go to the conventions and uh i mean i just grip my teeth every time i'm over there i'm just i'm not a big city guy kind of always wanted to get back to a small town after I grew up in one in Ontario and uh, yeah just cities are not my they're not my bag right? I mean it's just the speed of the the small town it's just I mean we drive into town and it's five minutes out you don't see a car and it's quiet and it's I mean we don't have loud neighbors we don't I mean we just yeah everything about here is just spectacular I mean I, I yeah, I could never move back to a big city. There's no way. Yeah, I totally agree. Here, so, Hey, so a question yeah. I keep forgetting to ask everybody, because this is the Comox Valley Coffee Talk podcast, and we talk about everything but coffee, but <laughs> I uh, I was been meaning <laughs> to ask everybody, what you know, what is their coffee of choice, or what's your drink of choice? When you do come to Mud Sharks or wherever you go to another coffee shop, what, what kind of drink are you going for? Basically, I'm just a, kind of a medium roast coffee kind of guy. I'm not a specialty drink, latte, super duper, whatever. It's just, a, I mean, and your coffee is spectacular, by the way. And the food is great. Like, we like to pop in once a week for lunch or grab coffee a couple times a week. It is just, I mean, I think Munchark's just completely exemplifies the Comox Valley. It's, it's intimate. It's... Um, you know the locally produced food you make is great and uh, it's just a very nice atmosphere it's great you know so yeah. but yeah just simple coffee that's it <laughs> 
there's nothing nothing wrong with simple coffee um i i pretty much i'm a medium roast or an americano guy myself just straight up no milk nothing yep. added just just the coffee and that's my favorite yep yeah so and you were saying you're looking at uh potentially reopening in a few weeks yeah i know if you if you're just great if you're walking around downtown just just kind of poke your head through the window because you'll see how much has changed yep. we've done it we just figured you know i kind of wrote a post about this and just explained that when this first happened every day there was changes in the policies and what was going to happen and we saw a lot of other businesses you know quickly just pivoting and just kind of doing a great job but just quickly moving into it where we thought well let's just wait and see what's going to happen here um make sure that it is a yeah. good idea to open and it's safe to open for our staff and for everybody involved and let's just see like i don't know if you remember but that first week of covid it was like oh yeah if you just wash your hands and you shake people's elbow with your elbow that's you're totally fine <laughs> like and things yep. change pretty quickly thing things happened really quick very quick yeah, yeah so we're pretty happy that we waited yeah I- and because we waited we're like well, this is never going to happen again where we'll just be totally shut down um so you know mud sharks well mud sharks is 25 years old but that location mud sharks has been in there for boy about 10 years now so a good time to do a little bit of a facelift so yeah we've totally redone all the counters and countertop like you know it's just so beautiful i can't wait till people see it um repainting sure. everything inside redoing the floor putting in like and we redid the whole flow of how mud sharks layout is like it's funny when that place was designed it was designed for people to come in the cliffside door the little small door come in order and then walk out the other doors where in reality about 95% of the people coming come in the big doors <laughs> and so the flow yeah. was kind of backwards everybody has to walk in and then kind of do a 180 and come back in line the other way so we've repositioned it to be more conducive with how people actually enter the building and yeah it's just going to be really slick so we've done all that we're revamping our menu kind of doing everything putting in a outside um takeaway window where you can walk up and just take your order without having to come through at least right now and yep. when we can come back inside however that looks people will be ready for it so yeah so that's going to hopefully happen in about i'd say a week to 10 days maybe we should be open out oh, fantastic i mean if you're ever contemplating yeah. a reno now is the time You know, so well it, it isn't it isn't it's 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 the it's the perfect time but then it's also a terrible time because you don't know yeah, what from a financial yeah <laughs> you don't know yeah, how things are going to look but perspective yeah oh, I, so I, yeah i know pe- people will be back for it's but shark is a local institute like you'll be pleasantly surprised by the business that comes back so i'll be there i know that i sure hope so like it's I know I know when this first happened I was really kind of stressed and you know serious and then as time went by I just kind of was like well it is what it is and yep. can't really dwell on what happened all we can do is uh is kind of uh get in a position where we can better serve the community with a better setup and one day when things do go back to a somewhat normal situation yep. we'll be totally ready for that too. So. Yeah, that's kind of how I looked at it too. it's like well we can either sit around and mope or we can just get to work and like you say do a pivot and change our business model a bit i'm lucky it's been far although again miss those conventions i miss the people and seeing people but this is what i have to do for the next 
year or 18 months until things get back to normal. And I guess that's the way it is. Every business is the same. So, yeah, that is definitely the hardest part for I think everybody is the social aspects of it. Um, that is really the reason, one of the reasons I kind of started this podcast gives me a chance to kind of have some conversations with the people that I have on another, you know, regular basis at Mud Sharks or else new people like you. And that's kind of like yeah. what I love best about Mud Sharks is every day I get to talk to new people, to old people I've known for a long, te- long time. And yeah, I just, I love that interaction. So uh, it is tough. Yeah, we're definitely social animals. I mean, yeah, even like I said earlier, our day-to-day interaction with the people we work out with at the gym. I mean, we were there four or five days a week and I mean, that's just completely gone. And I mean, we're seeing our immediate families, but that's about it right now. And I mean, yeah, I mean, face-to-face is is huge for people. Just, I can see when this is all over, just going out and immersing myself in crowds and sitting in a coffee shop and just being around people, you know, you just, you miss that. It's such a huge part of our identity, but. but I know when you mentioned the gym, like I, I grew up as a gym guy and I spent like the gym was my second home when I was basically from, I don't even know, from about 18 or 19 until like I was like in my 30s for sure. It was like my second home and all of my friends came from relationships foreign around the gym. All my daily conversations were based out of the gym. Like it was really a social, my only social spot. So I can see how anybody that has the gym as their kind of a day-to-day thing, it's really tough to, to not have that now. Yeah, I, I mean, for us, since we're still so new to the Valley, we just, we don't really know a ton of people. And the majority of our social contact with people was at our gym. I mean, it's, you know, it's an hour a day. It's not much, but you get to know people and you just kind of look forward to that. But again, it's just a, I'll have to wait this out and things will be back to normal eventually. We'll get back to doing what we do. So it's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, let's put a little plug in for what you do for Jiggly Pig. So if anybody wants to find you, I think on any of your social media, it's probably just Jiggly Pig. That's J-I-G-G-L-Y-P-I-G. And I think that's your website too, right? Is it Jiggly Pig Comics or just Uh, JigglyPig.com? JigglyPig.ca. Oh, okay. I know there's probably, yeah, and there's probably a lot. They're going straight. I mean, I... You know, I'm not obviously doing anything out of my house, but uh, I am more than happy to arrange for drop-off of comics to people, and you know, we can figure something out if people, if anybody's interested in that. So, people are certainly welcome to drop me a line anytime. So, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, tell you this: like anybody with anybody with kids that wants to like get them interested in some sort of entrepreneurial type scenario like comic books is like the best because it's something that's exciting (laughs) and the kids will be interested in it and they can see how you know getting the right comic books and investing and you know selling them down the road or holding them for the long term like it's i think it's such an exciting exciting thing for kids you know well i tell you my two and for adults um these are 11 and 13 and the 13 year old they both work for me i get doing work and the 13 year old just has this entrepreneurial spirit he always wants to make money and he's always looking for for gems and he wants to like he sees what i do and he wants to do that but he is just has a really keen mind for this kind of thing so 
Um, I've taken him to some shows, and he, he really loves it. And he that that mind for it. So I think as time goes on, it's gonna. I mean, they'll both be helping me, but more into the business end of things. Like, I mean, he wants to help me list online right now, for example. And he's like, he could do it. He's like, we're gonna probably get him going on that this summer, just because he he has that aptitude. So, <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's definitely. Be an interesting business for somebody, but I mean, for me, like I would probably not recommend people get into this. Like, I mean, this happened so slowly over such a long period of time, and I just had so many things go in my favor. Even something as simple as having a supportive spouse that says you should do this. My wife, my wife, told me for years to quit my job and do this, but I just was risk averse, and I wasn't ready to give up that guaranteed income. And finally, one day, I just, I just looked around and said, "Yeah, it's time. We got to do this." But it's a lot of work. I mean, the work behind the scenes that people don't see—pretty monotonous. It's not that exciting. But、um, I'm fortunate; I can actually do a lot of my work and watch TV. Like I'm a TV aholic. So, which, but it's interesting. I'm not actually watching a lot these days. But it's how I can justify binge watching Netflix because I can work while I do it. But, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm super excited for you, and I'm just、uh, so happy that you yeah you've chased your passion. It's all worked out good, and I think I think it's a really good story to share with with so many people.、Um, well, yeah. And yeah, thanks for being on today. Thanks for having the chance for me to get to know you better, and hopefully soon I'll have to make plans for us to meet up in person and have a coffee together. Yeah, I really look forward to that, and、uh, I really appreciate this. I mean, I, I've never been on a podcast, so this is kind of fun. But、uh, yeah, I really yeah, it's it. really cool, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm sure、That's、we'll continue、great. chatting on、uh, Instagram and stuff. And in、Absolutely. the meantime, until we can meet in in person, and yeah, good luck with everything. And anybody interested in books,、uh, I'll make sure I put a link when I post this on Facebook. I'll put a link to your、uh, website and everything. Yeah, thanks, Darrell. I really appreciate that. It's been fun. All right, Chad. Have a good day, man. Thanks. Yep. You too.